Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in motherhood. I I redeemed myself. It's in there. From last week. (laughs) We are redeemed. Don't call me and tell me otherwise. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And I have a I have a holiday hot tip that I want to put on y'all's radar because you're in the thick of it. Um we all well not we all i've grown up into realizing that the day before a holiday i have to have breakfast planned Mm. so that when i get up in the morning it's basically done like there's nothing to do i told you guys last week i prepped the sausage balls the night before the morning they went in the oven breakfast was done okay your family will still want to eat. Yes. The morning of a big feast. That's they, the bad news. They just always will. <laughs> that's the bad <laughs> news. Here's the other thing I'm doing for myself this year that I think is going to save me some sanity is I'm going to plan breakfast. I'm going to make the sausage balls and probably deviled eggs the night before. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Here's my second hot tip. And I'm I'm thinking through it right now in my own life, and I'm not. Sh- it hasn't played itself out yet. But my second hot tip is to plan for the day after. Ooh, because you're tired. <laughs> like you just yeah. ran a race, you ran a marathon, and I don't necessarily mean food. Although I think it's a good idea because. Because there's going to come a point in the next 24 hours where my family personally is tired of eating Thanksgiving leftovers and it's going to be nice yeah. to have like something else. Um, and I love leftovers. We are not anti leftover. It's great. But I'm, I mean, like, plan- sometimes you just need to plan for leftovers. Like at, at the very least, if your family is like hardcore leftover lovers, just at least plan to have like a full day's worth of yes extra food the next day yes and um but i mean like what i'm thinking through is you know when you're like focusing on a day focusing on a day and the day comes and goes and it's the next day and you have like kind of the like blues a little bit like the post celebration blues i am going to head that off this year and Ooh. I haven't, I have some ideas. Maybe by next week I'll have it all nailed down and I can share it with you. But like, I'm going to have something the day after Christmas, both food wise okay. and activity wise, so that it's not, I don't want the blues the day after Christmas. Who wants that? You know? No. Like, and people mm-hmm. talk about going into that lull between Christmas and New Year's. And it's like, I don't, we're not going to do that. We're not, yeah. we're not going to do that. So I guess that's my commitment to you is that next week 
I'm going to, I'm going to have my ideas nailed down. And, you know, I just, it doesn't, my ideas are my ideas. I've talked about this already this year, just of like apply to your own family. I think, you know, what your family needs, what will delight them, what will be a picker upper, you know? And so I'm just thinking through that right now. What would be low key? It has to be low key because we're tired. We're celebrated. It needs to be low key and it needs to be, um, snowy and bright so those are my (laughs) oh okay those are my rec so i actually do have a hot tip which you kind of talked about this oh a few weeks ago at this point i think but it was in a different context um my hot tip and i like i don't this applies to all of you you don't have to listen to my wisdom you don't have to you're free not to But I'm just telling you that if you feast and eat and then eat sugar and then go on a walk instead of laying on the couch, you will vastly improve the rest of your holiday day. Yes. Yes, you will. (laughs) And that's the bad news and the good news. Right. And the thing is, is it doesn't have to be a strenuous walk. It can be a nice stroll. It can involve many different age groups. Maybe you have someone very old that needs to be pushed in a wheelchair or needs to go very slow. And maybe you have some little ones that are just toddling around and they need to go slow. That's fine. It's not about yep. like, it's not about feeling the burn. No, it's about just treating your body to a little something good and um, just getting some some uh, energy chemicals running. That way you don't just feel like a tired ball of garbage for the rest of the day. And it really does not take very much walking at all. It can be so short. It can be around your neighborhood. You might even meet a neighbor who's out and you can say hello. There's all kinds of reasons to go on a walk. But this is my hot tip for it after is. the feast. Yes. Um, that is my number one weight loss tip is after you eat to go for a 10 minute walk. If you do that three times a day, you'll walk an extra two miles. Your digestion will be your stomach will be so happy with you. Mm-hmm. Your stomach's gonna be so happy with you. That's the big thing is it just helps digestion. Like yeah. it just I Like, I also think, I think it's a good idea when you feast to not eat to the point where you're ill, but, but so if you did that, there's a great way to kind of counteract that a little bit. And if you didn't do that, there's a great way to help just the whole day be better. Oh yeah. (laughs) So, oh yeah. Just saying. It's a great, it's a great idea. Um, okay, you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. And um today we are going to talk really quickly about what the incarnation has to do with motherhood. And if if you don't have kids and you're looking forward to kids, great. Think about this now. If you don't have kids and you're never gonna have kids, um, I don't agree with you. I have I have spiritual mothers that are not my biological mother. And I'm really, really glad for them. Um, so I just, 
here's here's something I had to overcome um in my own life, which is that I think because our culture looks down on motherhood so much, I never really uh fully digested <laughs> the <laughs> value of of the very little things that mothers can do that really changes the whole home. Like I never really saw them or valued them as I, as I wish that I had. And as much as I do now. So let me just help you. <laughs> let me help you not be me. Um, But the little things actually do matter. So I think when you're thinking through how to be a good mom this time of year or how to like really bless your kids this time of year, it's genuinely not about skill or uh, money, like finances or um, know how, like how do you put flesh on love for your kids? And it's really like, can you bake a batch of cookies? It's really like those little moments, like when your kid, <laughs> I had a moment today where um, 85 things were going on and I'm super sleep deprived and that and 12 people were talking to me. And that was the moment that one of my children really, really, really wanted me to sniff their chapstick and enjoy it with them. Like the smell, <laughs> like enjoy with me. I think I had like eight full hands <laughs> and I was like in the middle of a conversation and it was like this thing of chapstick with like thrust <laughs> under my nose and it was like be excited with me about the smell of this chapstick and I just thought I thought to myself I I can't actually do that this yeah. seems this seems like a ridiculous ask but I actually can do it. I can sniff the chapstick and appreciate it. And it's not going to cost me anything. And it's going to hopefully give her something, which is that I care about the little things she wants to share with me. And I think we, so many of those moments are going to be uh, thrust upon us, perhaps unwillingly. And maybe... Maybe you're an older woman and it's your younger friend who maybe that's the situation you're in, but just like really leaning into those moments. And I think con condescending, right? Like this time of year is the time of year to really think about like Jesus condescended to put on flesh. Like who am I not to be willing to sniff some chapstick? Like, honestly, like how am I above pausing my moment to sniff yeah. a tube of chapstick. I'm not, I'm not above it. That's the answer. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying like, that's, that's the meditation for me is like, okay, Jesus put on flesh and he dwelt among us. If I'm going to be like Jesus, like what does it mean for me to follow in that as a mother and even just as a friend and as a, all kinds of things, but like, for me, it means taking the time to do the little things like baking the cookies and sniffing the chopstick and we can go on and on. Um, and this 
this was my little quote. This is my John Witherspoon quote. If you guys don't know John Witherspoon, you're missing out. Um, <clears throat> he says, all the works and ways of God have something in them mysterious above the comprehension of any finite understanding. As this is the case with his works of creation and providence, there is no reason to expect it should be otherwise in the astonishing method of the redemption of the world by Jesus Christ. So in thinking about the methods of how God changed the world, it is mysterious to us. It's like, oh, this, this way, right? Like our flesh would be like, ah, I would have done it differently. And I think too, sometimes in our flesh, we're like, oh, like it's not important that I sniff the chapstick. It's not important that I bake the cookies. It's not important that I conduct myself a certain way. Like these aren't, but those are the things that I think compile over a lifetime and absolutely make a really, really big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have similar thoughts. Um, interestingly enough, some of them kind of also, we like toe the line over into book club Ooh. where I just think about, Oh, I for keep forgetting so to invite people. Whoops. <laughs> We have a book club. My bad. Hey, you guys should join. Okay, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> book club. This is our book club um, plug. <laughs> we've already started at this point, and we're starting the third book of a trilogy. So you are invited. You know what? It would probably be a weird time to join, but sometimes, I mean, well, I always say weird people are the best kind of people. Um I well, and somebody actually tweeted the other day that this is the best time of year to read that hideous strength. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Um, well, okay. So but we're doing it. So right, that we're doing it at the at the right time. Yeah, <laughs> I guess without even realizing it. Yeah. Um, but so I was just thinking about his. This will make sense to some of you, and some of you will be like, "Why is she bringing this up?" Because I don't know what she's talking about. Perfect. But that's why book club is kind of like, there's like an extra little layer. If you feel like you want more sheologians, like you want to just peel back the layers a little bit. There's, a, there's a lot there. So yeah. <laughs> um, even if you don't want to read that hideous strength, please come join us next time. Because yeah. it's really a little extra something special. Um, so I instantly was thinking about how Um, so brief summary, C.S. Lewis was obsessed with medieval people and thought and medieval cosmology in his, in medieval cosmology, all the planets are tied to what you would recognize as Greek gods, Greek or Roman, I suppose, gods and goddesses. Um, and they sort of stand as like a profile for, what that planet is like and all these things. So anyway, um, there's a lot more to it, but we already covered it and it took several club. weeks to do it. So <laughs> this is even a short episode, you know? Yeah. So we just read Paralandra, which is a very Eden-like story. Um, and it takes place on Venus. And that was not a mistake because Venus or Aphrodite was the you know she doesn't get good play i think she's kind of made to be this like 
sexy goddess of love. And but that's not really how it would have been perceived. But she was um this sort of caring, like she is the she is maternal. She mm-hmm. is the mother. It please there's a lot that goes into this. If you're hearing this, this is not we're not we've not gone weird on you. <laughs> But so this planet is this very feminine planet. And it is this planet that is sort of just begun very, again, very Eden-like. And everything is being nurtured and everything is very cozy. And everyone is very satisfied on this planet. Like to the point where the lead character, when he eats good food, he thinks before he goes and has more, he thinks like, I don't need anymore. Like I have what I need. That was great. And I loved it and I don't need to do it again. But so anyway, so it just made me think about how, and, and I do, I want to say too, that like, I believe we believe if summer will allow me to speak for her for a minute is that women, women are born with certain qualities, whether or not they have a biological child. Um, and so many of the feminine traits are maternal, mothery traits. Yes. Um, the anticipating other people's needs, thoughtfulness, care, comfort, these little details, paying attention to these little details and, and noticing what's going on with people, wanting people to feel fulfilled, wanting people to be happy. Um, And these are all, this is just the perfect time for you to be maternal. Mm -hmm. It is, it, it is, it is the time. It's like a time built for you to display all of the good things, all of the good feminine ways that God made you. Yep. Um, And yeah, even like you had touched on, we live in a world where, there's almost this like, like eye roll when it comes to femininity. It's like, well, you know, the, all this focusing on femininity kept us in the dark and kept that protected wife beaters. And, and just so you know, that's not an accurate historical representation of how it went down. Um, and, but so it's interestingly enough, it, we've we've we eye roll at femininity we make it seem like this weird secondary trait to masculinity they're not there's no there's just they're they go really well together <laughs> masculine yes. and feminine go they pair well very very well yeah um <laughs> and i'm not saying that men don't have their right. uh unique time to shine or whatever but uh if you just think about it, Christmas and times of feasting and celebration really are very great times to display feminine qualities. Um, and like I said, you don't, uh, I believe that all women have good feminine qualities that include um growing children inside of their body, feeding children with their body, but also just many other things that come from that. Um, Very uh, extensions of 
growing and nurturing a child physically that aren't physical necessarily. And so I just think that um, this is, this is a wonderful time. If you're trying to be, if you're trying to be a little more, if you're already feminine and you like being feminine, this is a wonderful time to keep doing that. Dig in. Dig <laughs> and, in. You know, this is my favorite thing, which is to just be like a little countercultural, a little more than you need to be. We don't have to do that with everything. We don't have to do that with everything. But some of my favorite people on this planet. I mean, even people that do things I don't do that I don't like, I don't necessarily agree with them enough to do it. Yeah. I like, I get, I get that we should really like, there's, there is some, there is benefit to not looking like the world. And uh, so this is, this really works for all times, but it's especially easy to do during times of celebration. And so, you know, be feminine, be feminine in a celebration, be hospitable. We already talked about that a little bit a few weeks ago, but um, now is a time to just, it's like, you know, be a little punk rock in your femininity, which is like, I'm gonna, I like, I'm feminine. I am maternal, even if you're not a mom. Um, and just display those qualities a big part of that is not a big part of those, all those maternal qualities is that they're not done for you. Right. They're done generally at the expense of you <laughs> and you lay your life down for someone else in service. Um, and so if you need to think about it that way, please do. Uh, it's a, this time is built in for you to practice being feminine, being maternal, comforting, caring, fulfilling people's needs and desires. Um, and doing that and, in your own way too, because I think that's, yes, that's, that's, yeah. the, that's like the punk rock thing you're touching on, which is like, it doesn't have to be, we are never ever saying to like, enjoy that, express that there's a certain look it has to have. Right. Like it's no. so much more fun to figure out what it looks like for you in your setting. And it's not about, yeah how like if somebody were going to rate me right now like rate me from a level of not feminine to super feminine like how am i doing it's like no you know i think we all inherently know when we are like right. refusing to do our duty as a woman and it's gonna look different for whoever you are however god made you and whatever setting you're in yeah yeah i think it's even like, I think it's feminine to not have enough product and like finagle it and make it into something wonderful. <laughs> so it's not even requiring of you to have a certain amount of resources or a certain amount of skill. It, all those things make it easier. That's why a lot of times when you ask, when you guys are asking us for practical stuff, we're we're focusing on preparation and skill building because those things really help, but it does, it's not requiring of you. It's, it could even just be like paying a little bit more attention. And the, yeah, like I said, I will reiterate, it's not about a score. 
because again, it's not about you. Right. That is the most, the most feminine is giving of herself for others in service. That yeah. is the most. And that, and you have, you have so many opportunities to do that right now. If you already, if you already get it, you're all synced in, practice right. that. And then if you feel, if you struggle to know what being feminine means, now's a great time to just hop in and practice, be that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's how I connected the incarnation and Carolandra and all that stuff. And some people are still lost there, but you know what? I love I, how much like our discussions will always be guided by what's happening in book club. It's going to be like, you know, you know what we talked about? Well, let's talk about that. Um, well, just it's so it often makes sense what you're thinking about. And I mean, yeah. yeah, what I read, that's I think about a lot just based off of what I the types of like media and oh, yeah, entertainment that I'm consuming. So 100%. And if you guys, by the way, like this really is a real invite. We we meet at patreon.com slash sheologians and all of our past book clubs are available there. I could not have gotten this far in the space trilogy without book club. So if you need some helps, um, you can get those there and mm-hmm. you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 and we will see y'all next week. We're getting closer to Christmas. I think next week's Christmas. We're getting close. Is it Christmas? I think it is. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas. Yep. We're getting there. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Melikilikimaka is a wise way To say Merry Christmas to you